Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, everyone? Welcome into the Football Betting Show. I'm Scott Seidenberg, joined as always by veteran handicapper Brandon Lang. You can head to brandonlang.com. For more information on B-Lang, you can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air. But let's get you some winners here on the podcast. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. You can follow us there. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us five stars and a rating as well. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg, brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Football is back, and you might not be at the games this year, but you could still be in on the action at BetOnline. You know, Brandon and I have a lot of action on the football games each and every weekend, and there's no better place to bet than BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online and there's always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Brandon, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, how's everything going with your leg? Uh, give me a little personal update on B-Lang before we get into the games. Yeah, bro, we didn't do a podcast before Thanksgiving, um, which was fine. It... Uh... It's been pretty incredible. Um, we had a winning month in November, albeit a small one, but it was so up and down. It was it was a really weird month. I hit all 350 dimers I released, won all four Saturdays in the month of November. Um, so I have a, uh, a streak of 11 straight 150 dimers. Thanksgiving Day, we had the Houston Texans blowing out Detroit. Friday, I released UNLV loses by 100. Saturday, we have Alabama as a best bet over Auburn. But then on Sunday, I use the Raiders at Atlanta. They lose by 100. So I came into Monday kind of just wanting to win to show people I have a winning opinion. You know, when you start losing, you start releasing top plays that that, that lose like UNLV or lose like the Raiders, I could see where people would start to question the validity of your opinion a little bit. And so I, I, I said on my, my page, my brandlang.com on Monday, I just said, you know, if you want to judge me by – the last four days be my guess that you're right Wednesday night we take Alabama over that same Providence team minus two and a half they go wire to wire for the 17 point win and then of course last night Thursday night we come down Main Street with Louisiana Tech minus the one over North Texas and they blow them out so exactly what I said you want to judge me over the weekend and jump off the the bandwagon be my guest you just lost uh, lost out on four straight winners and and a perfect 3-0 start to December and just building back the momentum of, of knowing that, listen, uh, I went 4-3 and three last week, had, had one lucky winner with Philadelphia, had three rock-solid calls getting on the right side of three rock-solid games, and I had three losers where I got on the wrong side of the games. That's it. I mean, so the opinion's right where it needs to be. It's been a, it's been a nice 2020. 20 COVID's been good to me and uh we've it looks like we're gonna have a monster winning year uh in 2020 so knock on wood brother where are the opinions right where it needs to be and and to say the least Scott I love the college football card on Saturday I've, I've won five straight Saturdays uh looking to make it six straight Saturdays uh NFL card a little iffy we'll get into that but I don't know about you but I got some games jumping off the page on Saturday. Yeah, I got a couple that I really like, uh, and I had a really good Saturday last weekend, 4-1. Uh, and one. The only loss was 
Purdue against Rutgers, and I should know better than to go against my local school. Uh, it's funny. I got people, you know, that are commenting to me about, you know, how good Rutgers looked because, you know, that's our local school. We got family and friends that are there. And uh, I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I was on the other side of them. But you can never, uh, you know, a Greg Schiano team is always going to fight hard. So um, still okay with the winning Saturday. It's been a winning year, and let's look to keep it going here on Saturday. Uh, the, the first spot that I'm going to circle and I'm very curious to get your thoughts on this because I kind of feel strongly about it. Indiana last week, I had them against Maryland. They covered barely, right? Michael Penix in that game looked absolutely terrible. At one point in the third quarter, Brandon, he was 2 of 14 passing, and his only completions were a Hail Mary that he threw up on a free play because it was an offsides, and his receiver jumped up and caught it and a tipped ball at the line of scrimmage that his receiver came back and caught. Other than that, he didn't hit anybody. He was missing wide open guys. He gets hurt, and Jack Tuttle, the backup, comes in. This is a Utah transfer. When he was recruited at Utah, he was the number four pocket passer in the country. He's very well regarded. He comes in, and he's hitting receivers in stride, and they move the ball right down the field and score a touchdown. They are getting 14 points against Wisconsin here. Down on the road. And a half. Oh, down. See, okay. People are thinking like I'm thinking now, because I think that's way too much. This is a very talented Indiana team that loves to take the football away. They're very good at causing turnovers. Plus, let's look at the motivation factor here. Indiana is hoping that Ohio State gets one more game canceled, and then they slide in to the Big Ten championship game. Meanwhile, Wisconsin, who's already ineligible for the title game, and they lost to Northwestern, has absolutely nothing to play for. Pride can only take you so far. I think Indiana covers this one easily. Um, I like him as well. I I think you're on the right side of the game. Um, I think defensively Indiana is better than people think, and I think Wisconsin's overrated. I said that when we talked about on the podcast a couple of weeks ago when we both liked Northwestern. Well, I like Northwestern plus the points. You were putting Wisconsin in a teaser. I did everything in my power to talk you off of that. Of course, I couldn't get you to talk off that little two-team flippy-flippy teaser you had. And, uh, of course, it went down because you didn't listen to me. 17-7 loser. Um, so I agree with you. Um, I think Indiana's the right side of the game. All right. Uh, what's your thoughts on this Coastal Carolina-BYU game? Uh, it was just scheduled a couple of days ago because the Coastal game against Liberty was canceled. I was going to take Liberty plus the points in that game, by the way. Liberty plus seven, Malik Willis, that team, Hugh Free is going on the road. I think that was the play there against Coastal. Now Coastal is getting 10 at home against BYU. Do you have an opinion on this game? This is an absolute blowout winner. This is an absolute blowout winner. This is one of the biggest mismatches that we're going to see in college football this year. Um, bottom line is this. BYU took the game. They're 9-0. and Coastal Carolina plays in the Sunbelt Conference. They just struggled at home. They got a pick six against App State. App State had some chances in that game. Appalachian State ran for 242 yards on them. What's BYU and that big offensive line going to do? Here's the question. If Boise State played Coastal Carolina on the blue carpet at Boise, what kind of chance would you give them? Boise's and Boise's a double-digit favorite, easily. Okay, okay. So Boise State's defense... BYU went into Boise State as a five and a half point favorite. Blew them out. 
52-17. Yeah, blew them out. Not even close. And you can say that Boise lost their starting quarterback to a concussion. Second stringer came in and got banged up, and then they were forced to use a third stringer. Could McCall of Coastal Carolina go to Boise and beat out any of those three quarterbacks for the starting job? No. Okay. So now, if you went into Boise and you just completely dominated them to a level of epic proportions, shut down their offense, but more importantly, did whatever you wanted offensively against Boise's defense, what are you going to do to Coastal Carolina? And the mere fact that you took the game because they're 9-0, and you didn't hesitate to say, we'll come to you. And let's say they win this game like they did Boise. Let's say they win this game 52-17. to I guarantee you BYU sniffing around for another game against the top 25. Yeah, they're going to sniff around to, get, to try to get a game against Cincinnati. Because I firmly believe that BYU feels if we can get two more games against top 25s and we slaughter them, They can't keep us out of it. And I think if Ohio State gets canceled against Michigan, and it it wouldn't surprise me if Harbaugh fakes COVID, and and I swear to God, (laughs) I've I've already said this, he's going to have a COVID breakout and say we can't play and we're sorry, and Ohio State is going to have to play BYU to qualify. I'm making that prediction right now. But for me, if Appalachian State, can run for 242 on Coastal. You're going to watch this game on the first few possessions and go, wow, this is a blowout. Yeah. Just like Navy 52-3. This is, this is, this line should be, this line should probably be 17. Yeah, BYU is the, yeah, the better team. Um, obviously, they feel slighted by the College Football Playoff Committee having them at 13 this week. Uh, they took this game without hesitation. They wanted this game. They want to prove themselves, um, and I think they have all the mo- motivation, whereas Coastal still has a conference championship game coming up after the Troy matchup next week. So I think they're maybe looking down the road and satisfied with a uh, conference championship rather than an undefeated season. So, yeah, I-, I think the only reason why it's low is because of the short notice, but I would I would agree BYU is the much more talented team. A uh, couple other things, a couple of the games I have circled. Curious to get your thoughts on this. A couple of team totals that I like. I don't know if you like playing those. I think Notre Dame puts up like 40 on Syracuse, maybe more. And I think Clemson is going to just destroy Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech and that defense is so porous that Clemson's going to put up like 50 points on Vot Tech. What do you think about both of those ACC teams to put up big numbers? I agree. I try to stay away from anything involving Notre Dame. Not a fan. Don't even like to watch their games. I can't see any in book. Um, I don't want to lay. I don't want to lay the thirty-four points, but I think Notre Dame can score forty on Syracuse. Oh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That wouldn't shock me at all. I, I do like the the Clemson pick. Not a not a big guy for laying chalk. Although my best bet last Saturday at Brandlang.com was Alabama. I said they'd win by 35, and if the running back doesn't fumble at the two-yard line going in, they probably win by 35, so mm-hmm. I'm a pissed about that. But uh, nevertheless, I, I do think Clemson makes another statement against a Virginia Tech team that uh, on the podcast a couple weeks ago I said Pitt would beat Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. Liberty beat Virginia Tech. Yep, had them um, both. I think, I think Clemson's going to make another statement, so I agree with that as well. All right. Um, I, I'm calling for my upset of the day. 
Auburn's going to beat Texas A&M outright. Yep. Yep, although the line was six and a half, seven. It's now down to five and a half, so there are other people that agree with you. At the end of the day, the amazing thing about Gus Malzahn is he flat out owns Jimbo Fisher. Plus, wouldn't this be just like him, though, to get the type of win that saves his job for another season? I mean, listen, I, his job is safe. He beats Alabama at home, and he can't beat him on the road. So you're 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 playing your rival, and you're I think you're you're two and three the last five, or three and three the last six. Pulled off some monumental upsets. Uh, they had they've had a down year in a in a COVID year. Um, he's he's beaten the Aggies three in a row outright. Um, eight and three as a at Jordan Hare against the number. You saw Texas A&M struggle with an LSU team um, last Saturday night. Gave up the backdoor touchdown for for people who had Texas A&M. And that's an LSU team that last time on this field beat them 48-11. And that was a, I believe, at a 75-dime. That was my best bet of the day was Auburn. Um, so I believe that Alabama's as good as they are. I don't think Texas A&M is as good as they are. And I agree with you. I'm all over Auburn as well. All right. Um, what do you think about this Boston College-Virginia game? BC is an underdog on the road at UVA. I think BC wins the game outright. So do I. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a believer in Virginia. And you know, listen, Boston College went back home after the, the near miss at Clemson. Got, got beat up a little bit by Boston College. Uh, I got beat up a little bit by Notre Dame. And then, um, but being back on the road, I, I can't get past how good they looked at Clemson in that game. And I think they go into Virginia and get it done as well. Yeah, they're very good. Uh, and the other game that I think I would play is uh, Iowa is a very good first half team. They dominate in the first half this season. They start fast. I would take Iowa in the first half against Illinois um, uh, on Saturday. I just think that the Hawkeyes have kind of found their groove. They've won four straight. Um, they go on the road now to face an, an Illinois team that, you know, they've won two straight. They had the game canceled against Ohio State, but those two wins are against Rutgers and Nebraska, so it's not like they were, uh, you know, doing any blowing anybody out of the water here. Um, I think this is a good spot here for uh, for Iowa to go on the road. Yeah, I won a massive play a couple weeks ago with Iowa over Penn State. That yes, was did. another best bet winner on Saturday. Um, watched them struggle last week against Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska had some chances in that game. I'm going to leave that game alone. I'm going to I'm going to let uh, Ferentz and the boys go in there and see how they respond after the lackluster effort at home against Nebraska. Any any uh, other games? Gets any other games Scott that you Frost. circled? Um, yeah, Fresno State plus the six and a half by the plus seven over over Nevada. Nevada had their whole season in front of them, and then they go to Hawaii and 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 get caught up in the uh luau and and, and <laughs> fall 24 20 um and, and and here they go i mean now they're now they're you know scrambling a little bit this fresno state team's been off for a couple weeks i i i like the makeup of their football team um and and i think they come in here and potentially uh take care of business win the game outright big i watched them play earlier this year and i just think that they're better than people think west coast team that nobody really pays attention to nobody's mm -hmm. really watching mm -hmm. But Fresno State's got some athletes, and Fresno State's got some guys that can play. Um, so I'm going to take Fresno State plus six and a half, bite up seven.
All right, let's move into the NFL. Um, it's it's been an interesting season so far. Obviously, COVID has has played a role in shuffling the schedule. You got two Monday night games, and you got a Tuesday night game as well. There was no Thursday night because we had the Wednesday afternoon game. And so now we get into this Sunday schedule, and there's a, a couple of games. It's an interesting week, Brandon, because if you look at what's going on with Vegas, it, there's been a very low volume of betting so far this week. And I don't know if it's because people are, are hesitant and, and maybe not sure what to expect with some of the COVID things, or it's because some of these spreads are a little, I don't want to say inflated, but the, you know the public likes to take favorites. And some of these lines are just a little too high to be betting on these favorites this week. Well, yes, but I, I see some value on the card. And I'll go to the one game that I'm literally touting. Can I ask? Can, can, can I? Can I guess? Go. I think you are going to lay the eight and a half with the Raiders against the Jets. No, I'll never go near the Raiders. Okay, okay, okay. They're okay, dead okay. to me. Okay, okay. They're okay. dead to me. All right. Who, who's the game? I'll never, I'll never use them as a top play on my website ever again. <laughs> Although they were very good to me as a best bet winner on Sunday on the website when they blew out Denver. But I should say, I'll, and I'll they were good to you again. Raiders. And they, yeah, they were good to you against the Chiefs earlier in the season. In the Saints on on Monday night, I'll never trust them on the road. But but people who follow me, and people who pay attention to me, know that for the most part, I am a I'm a dog handicapper. So pe- people need to realize that one thing I almost will never ever ever do is make a top play on my website in the NFL on NFL road favorite. Mm-hmm. Because road, when road you lay points bets, on yeah. the road in the NFL, you are asking for trouble. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. You're asking for trouble. And so the Washington Redskins will go into Pittsburgh and they will have a chance to win this game outright if they don't literally – pull it off um number one pass defense in the nfl more importantly they throw to their running backs out of the backfield better than any team in the nfl and if you are going to beat the steelers you have to do that and you have to force their linebackers in coverage and therefore negate the pass rush now the pittsburgh steelers in my opinion could be the most overrated and overhyped 11 and 0 football team I would agree that I have seen in the last 30 years now quick examination of their schedule um they start off the year and and when I basically go over this schedule you'll be like wow they start off with the Giants they play Denver they play Houston and they play Philadelphia okay so Right there are four losing teams. Mm-hmm. And they got lucky to get by in the, the Broncos. In those, in those games, mm-hmm. they got lucky against the Broncos. They struggled with Houston. Philly Philly was 31-29. Philly had the ball at midfield with four minutes to go, and all they had to do was gain 20 yards and kick a winning field goal. But we know the mess with Carson Wentz. Then they get Cleveland at home, who they always beat at home. 
Tennessee lets him off the hook at Tennessee. Yep. Baltimore lets him off the hook because Lamar Jackson decides to turn it over four times. And then they go into Dallas as a 14-point favorite against an 11th-string quarterback signed off from from, uh, Snoop Dogg's car wash in South Central Los Angeles and almost lose the game outright. Come home to beat up on Cincinnati. Then they play Jacksonville and the Ravens' ninth-grade sophomore, ninth-grade junior varsity team um, (laughs) and just look horrible. So – Washington's going to give them fits. That D-line is going to come after Ben. To all people listening to this podcast right now, I'm going to play Santa Lang for you right now. Because no matter what happens in the Washington-Pittsburgh game, and I listen, I, it wouldn't surprise me if Pittsburgh is, is, down, is down four and gets the ball back and goes down and gets a touchdown or the game's tied and they kick a game-winning field goal. Santa Lang is delivering to you a week early that you have a better chance of seeing God come to your door right now. Not Amazon, but God. He knocks on your door. He has 10 eight balls of Coke, Jenna Jameson in her prime, Brianna Banks in her prime, (laughs) Tara Patrick in her prime. And says, I want to come in and party. You've got a better chance of seeing that with a knock on your door right now than the Pittsburgh Steelers going to Buffalo next week and going 13-0. and It ain't happening, bro. The Buffalo Bills, who will probably be plus two and a half, three, if Pittsburgh's 12-0, and will not lose that game. They will beat the doors off the Steelers, and that will be the game they lose, my friend. Ho, 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 Santa Lang, delivering Christmas early. Merry Christmas to one and all. Uh, any other dogs that you like this week on the card? There are a couple of numbers that you know jump off the page if you're looking at some, some, some lines here. Uh, you got the Cardinals at home, three-point dogs to the Rams. You have the uh, Broncos are getting 14 against the Chiefs, but you can never bet against the Chiefs, really, you know, with the number that that's it. Uh, other lines, you know, the Browns are getting five and a half in Tennessee, but I think the Titans are strong there. The Atlanta Falcons getting three at home against the Saints. I kind of like if I was to pick the underdog out of those that I like, I would say the Falcons at home getting three against the Saints. Yes, I would buy the half point, get three and a half. Um they're, they're, they're going to be in that game the whole way. Um, furthermore, Bill Belichick versus Anthony Lynn, game, set, match. Get you some of the New England Patriots. Um, there's no way Anthony Lynn outcoaches Bill Belichick. Um, I wouldn't trust the Minnesota Vikings laying 10.5. I wouldn't trust them laying 10.5 to Michigan. <laughs> okay, I, I just wouldn't do it. You lose outright to Dallas Lane 7. Should have lost outright to Carolina. The only game, you know, I'm still trying to figure out how you went into Green, uh, went into Chicago and beat them. Um, I wouldn't trust them laying 10.5. Jacksonville will go in there and fight. Um, simple as that. Uh, Houston, I know Indy's won and covered the last four, six of the last seven in the series, but I, I just like what I'm seeing from Houston. Um, so I have a small lean towards Houston, small lean towards Jacksonville. Uh, Washington best bet, Atlanta plus three and a half best bet, um, and I would take Dallas plus the plus the the seven and a half. 
over the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens are, are I think the Ravens are, are a, 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 an average team at best. Hmm. I do. And I wouldn't trust Lamar Jackson laying points to my mother of St. Mary Catholic high school out of uh, Dallas, Texas. Nice. Uh, Do you have a 150 dimer for Saturday that fans can find on brandonlang.com? You better believe it, buddy. Number 12 in a row. Here we go. Drum roll, please, my brother. Here we go, baby. (laughs) I can't wait for it. All right, B-Lang, enjoy the weekend. Thanks, bud. There he is. There's Brandon Lang. Head to brandonlang.com. Get that 150 dimer. You can always follow me on Twitter at scottsonair, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I will release the college football card somewhere on my Twitter page. Subscribe to the Football Betting Show wherever you get your podcasts from. Leave us five stars, please, and leave a little rating as well. We'll be back next week with a new edition of the show. For Brandon Lang, I'm Scott Seidenberg. Good luck this weekend. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.